Hello world, and welcome to a series of unfortunate sequels where we explore the highs and the lows of cinema's most enduring franchises. My name is John. And I am Rebecca. And you may have noticed that I don't normally lead these. <laughs> Rebecca is a little sick and coffee, so I'm going to be doing most of the talking to preserve her voice. I- I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Why are you sorry? You'll be fine. And I'm sorry for coughing every like five minutes. My voice is not sonically pleasing. I disagree. I think you have a beautiful voice, honey. I'm feeling a little rocky. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> I actually didn't even think of that until I was about to say the sentence. Then I was like, oh, well, that works. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the unannounced break, but we were just enjoying the holidays, and now we're back. John has to go to work tomorrow. I'm sick, and... Killing it. Yeah, <laughs> yay. <laughs> so, uh, as you may have guessed from Rebecca's very funny joke... And the title that they looked and at. And the title that you will have looked at... <laughs> We're going to be talking about Rocky today. Now, the highest rated Rocky movie in the franchise is, unsurprisingly, Rocky, the original. (laughs) I think we knew that kind of going in, although uh, part of me was worried, not worried, but thinking maybe Creed was going to be the highest one. Good revival. Yeah, revivals. I mean, that happens. We saw it with Fury Road. Before we get into the, I almost said episode, like what? (laughs) Before we get into the movie, I do want to talk a little bit about our experience with the rocky franchise because we have completely opposite experiences with the rocky franchise and that john has seen all of them almost almost which one haven't you seen is it the lowest rated because that's going to be really exciting three uh i probably haven't seen three then okay oh interesting i had never seen a rocky movie until one day john asked if i wanted to go see creed and i was like sure michael b jordan's in it why not (laughs) And then I'm watching Creed, and at some point, Rocky showed up, and that's when I realized that I was watching a Rocky film. (laughs) I had no fucking idea. I didn't know who Apollo Creed was. I had never... And then I was like, oh, Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Yeah, so I had seen Creed and Creed 2 before this movie. Actually, I want a quick addendum. I also have not seen Rocky Balboa. Oh, what is... Like, where does that fall? What's the difference? Like, I think it's him coming out of retirement... For another big fight or something like that. I thought that's what Creed was. I guess he's coming out of retirement to train in Creed. All right. So kick us off, babe. All right. Rocky. So Rocky starts with Rocky winning a fight uh, sloppily by knockout. (laughs) You kind of get a feel for Rocky immediately in this. Uh, He is an aggressive fighter. He, you know, foregoes all type of blocking and defense by leaving his hands at his waist and then just swings real hard. Uh, and, you know, it works for him most of the time. So you say that um, you get a feel for Rocky's fighting style here. Didn't notice any of that when I was watching this opening fight. I was just like, oh, it's so boxing. I don't know. This is kind of how sports movies go for me. They're very hit or miss. I do love Creed and Creed 2. Um, but I, I don't I don't notice the nuances of sports movies. Yeah, and there you can you can definitely see like an improvement in the fight kind of choreography in Creed compared to going back to Oh, yeah. I mean there that's the majority of the movie. I would say you see an improvement. It's just how a lot of things are done and presented. I was actually I think I have the most to say about this opening sequence than the entire rest of the movie because it's followed by a montage of walking like Rocky walking <laughs> around the city. And I was trying to think of like 
how this would be done today because this movie if rocky never existed and they wanted to make it in 2020 now i guess this is not how the movie would begin no movie would start this way like it's starting with a fight that there's no music in it it's just like a silent fight we don't know who any of these people are um i guess we can assume one of them is probably named rocky (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah but it's it's so unusual and they don't do stuff like this anymore because we don't care about any of these people yet like why are we watching them who am i rooting for i don't give a shit you know and i think that's a i don't know and then the sequence is when he's walking around like i think this is a style that a lot of um like filmmakers in in film school kind of miss this sort of uh quiet letting you linger in someone's life uh maybe a little longer <laughs> than you would <laughs> than you would in in regular like blockbuster films there's just a lot of space in this and a lot of like observation of rocky and we're just like well there, there was a shot that lasted so long of him just like walking down the fucking sidewalk and nothing happened and uh i guess there's there's a a benefit to the style of movie i suppose but you don't see it in big movies anymore so it, i don't know it's kind of interesting and i did like this opening i guess i don't know yeah it was it was it was good i think in establishing a few things mm-hmm. about rocky yeah you learn who rocky is very quickly yeah like he he finishes this fight where you know if you were looking you learn a little bit about the <laughs> i style. was looking i just don't know how to box john uh he gets 40 dollars <laughs> for winning this fight he gets a huge cut broken open over his eye so you kind of immediately get the okay like he is he is getting kind of destroyed a bit for what seems like very very little money yeah and especially living in a city like that's not paying his fucking rent yeah he uh he gets called a bum on his way out mm-hmm. like he's walking down the street he you know plays with some some dogs through a through a pet store window <laughs> he meets a group of acapella singers on the street for some reason yeah. uh, takes a drag of a bottle that one of them have says they're getting better at singing you know he just kind of he's a neighborhood guy <laughs> yeah like, people know who knows he is him. yeah and he's kind of eccentric and a little weird yeah and we get to his house his house is an absolute mess there's just kind of shit everywhere it's run down you know, he feeds his fish, he feeds his turtle, he's got a bunch of kind of various pets. Mm-hmm. Well, just fish and turtle, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's not super common. But I, I do have to ask, is Rocky always kind of this eccentric and strange? Because I don't feel like he was in Creed. In Creed, he, he more like is focused. Yeah, no, he, I feel like his character evolves a lot over the movies okay uh, well maybe not even just evolves but just kind of changes like he is he's never as eccentric as he is in this first movie Interesting. so after after we see his apartment he goes back to the pet store where he was playing with the dogs and that's when we meet adrian for the first time <laughs> which if you haven't seen rocky you're probably still familiar at least with the name adrian <laughs> and him yelling it Yes, John knows this because the second he said Adrian, I went, Adrian! Adrian! Despite having never seen a Rocky movie, I was like, oh, that's Adrian? Fuck, it was like meeting a celebrity because I only ever heard her name. Adrian was not what I expected at all, by the way. I I don't know why. Maybe I was expecting like a very like New York City woman, but she's very meek and shy. She wears like a grandma sweater and glasses and like ducks her head. She doesn't say a lot for the first chunk of the movie. Yeah, and Rocky clearly digs her. 
he's he doesn't get a whole lot back <laughs> in any of his no. attempts. <laughs> no, it, it's like she's kind of trying to pretend like he's not there most of the time that he's there. Yeah, you don't get the feeling that she like hates or dislikes him. I think she's just not used to this attention kind of thing. Is what I was getting. So shortly after you meet Adrian, you kind of you kind of again follow Rocky going through his normal every day. He goes down to the docks. And that's when you see him kind of chase a dude. And, <laughs> and apparently this dude owes Rocky's boss money. So Rocky is has been sent to collect the money from him. He does not have all of the money. And Rocky's been told he needs to break his thumbs if he doesn't. Now, we need to like Rocky so he doesn't <laughs> end up breaking the thumbs. Uh, he kind of lets him off. He collects half of it, brings it to his boss. His boss is not happy about it, but you kind of see a little bit more about Rocky's moral code. You know, he, he draws the line some places and then has... <clears throat> he has weak spots in his moral code. Yeah, he has, he has blind spots for sure. <laughs> he has blind spots is a good way to put it, which I think is, and I'm going to want to talk about it a lot, the stuff with Adrian um, and what is supposed to be, quote, romantic in this movie. But I do think it was more of a sign of the times, I guess, uh, especially, and we'll definitely talk about this more, but Adrian has a brother, Polly, who is Rocky's, like, best friend, I guess, and he's the worst human being alive. Just the worst. Like, absolutely the worst. And he watches his best friend verbally and almost, like, borderline physically abuse his sister, Adrian, who Rocky expresses romantic interest in, and he kind of just turns away. And it was a very, uh, some people still have this mindset of like, that's a family issue and it's not my business, which is a very toxic and horrible thought person. I don't like, I don't care if you're family, you still can't abuse your family members. But yeah, I definitely think that was more of a sign of the times, I guess, where Rocky would have this mindset of that's not my business because they're family, you know? Yeah, probably. Not to excuse it, but to, I guess, explain why it was probably done. Yeah. So after this, Rocky goes to the gym where he trains, and he tries to get into his locker. He can't get in. Combination isn't working. He pulls his combination out of his hat, which I loved that he kept there. Yeah, because he, he distinctly says several times he'd been going, that that locker had been his for six years, and he's still at this moment of like, well, maybe I forgot the combination. And it was definitely the most relatable part of the movie for me, because I'm very forgettable. Forgetful. You are not forgettable. Oh, my God. See, I'm so forgetful. I used the wrong word. I'm also pretty forgettable, but it's okay. So he finds out that his locker has been given away. So he confronts the the owner and the owner says, well, someone else needed it. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. And he, he tells Rocky that he's basically a bum and he fights like an ape. And uh... yeah, he also, I think, um, criticizes his second job where he. Yeah, not quite yet. Oh, he, that wasn't he's yet. Ju- he's just kind of yelling at him right now. I can't remember when that was. Okay. So after after this bad news, Rocky goes to the pet store again to visit Adrian. <laughs> Who lives at the pet store? Yeah, basically, just there all the time. <laughs> and he he talks a lot. And this is this is something that happens anytime that Adrian and Rocky are together because Adrian doesn't talk a lot and Rocky just fills in all that yeah. dead space. <laughs> uh, so at some point in the scene, he's just talking, 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 casually asks her out on a date. 
then does not wait for a response, just continues talking, continues talking, and then leaves having gotten absolutely no response <laughs> to the request. I actually asked John, I was like, did he just ask her on a date? He was just like, oh, you want to go to the basketball game? And then she didn't say anything, and then he just kept talking. It was, it reminded me of like, I've never seen this, but a lot of people joke about seeing like bad first dates where the guy just won't shut the fuck up, and the woman's just sitting there like smiling and nodding. It was very much like that. Yeah, so, so he leaves and heads to the bar. He rescues a drunk on his way to the bar. Because we have to like Rocky. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he rescues a lot of people. He's, they try real hard. Quote, uh, rescues on some of them, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> that one was nice. They mentioned a few times that it was really cold. So he, the guy had passed out drunk. He probably was homeless. So Rocky like picked him up and carried put him, him in into the, the bar. Yeah, carried him into the bar and put him in a bar stool. Or yeah. the, the booth. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he visited the bar, presumably, to visit Polly, who was at the bar. Mm. Uh, so we learn at this point that Polly is one of Rocky's good friends, and Polly is also Adrian's brother. Uh, Rocky asks why Adrian is not super interested in him, and Polly basically says, well, I mean, she's 30, she's <laughs> basically dead, she's got to find a husband soon, she's, she's going to dry up and shrivel. <laughs> It was, like, disgusting. It was, like, this such this old, like, 1800s fucking, like, idea that a woman becomes a spinster if she's not married by a certain... I mean, people still have this, but, like, she's not even 30 yet, and he's having this idea. She's gonna dry up. She's such a loser. Meanwhile, this motherfucker is certainly not married or dating anyone or doing anything, so... Yeah, and, you know... I will give very little to Polly's credit in this movie, but I guess to his credit here, Rocky also said, hey, I'm 30. He's like, yeah, you're going to die alone too. (laughs) You know, at least not discriminating exclusively. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Although leaving himself out of the equation. Yeah. And he looked older than 30. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that will be the best thing that we can say about Polly. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) this movie. Yeah. So after Polly leaves the bar... He passes, um, he passes a store that has like a bunch of, I, I don't know, kind of like I guess hooligan kids that just kind of like yell at him as he passes by. And I think this was probably meant to be another, oh, Rocky save someone moment that just did not age well. Yeah, it's very <laughs> dated. It's, it's, a, it's this is like maybe four or five guys on a stoop and one girl. They're, we guessed around like 13-ish, maybe a little older. 13 to 15, I would uh, say. yeah. And he just kind of pulls the girl off the stoop. She's smoking. He pulls the cigarette out of her mouth and basically gives her an entire speech the whole way he's walking so her back long. to her and house. And he has to hear the whole thing, kind <sighs> of, because you can only hear so much of what Sylvester Stallone is saying. Yeah, he's a mumbler. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's a... Vi- he, he, you know, get, basically gives her speech about how to be a proper lady. Like, oh, you're never going to get a boyfriend hanging out with all those guys. Your teeth are going to turn yellow if you keep smoking. You're never going to get a guy if you keep swearing. People are going to think you're a slut if you hang out with dudes. <laughs> like, he went through everything you could think of. And, yeah, basically gets her home. And then he's like, hey, Rocky, screw you. Yeah, I cheered her on for real when she said that. Because guys telling girls not to swear is, like, repulsive. It could have been a, a kind of sweet scene if it seemed like she maybe lived close to him. If maybe he pulled her away and was like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be smoking. This is gross. Those guys are bad influences. You're my neighbor. I care about you. And then, like, left her on her way. That's fine. I can understand that. But it was, oh, God, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. There was a way it could have been done well. But <laughs> yeah. this, this was not it. <laughs> it was, what, the 70s, 80s? I don't know. 
you know, I gave it a shot. So uh, at the bar earlier, too, is the first time you hear Apollo Creed's name mentioned, which, again, you know, Rebecca had not seen any uh, Rocky movies, but Apollo Creed, a recognizable name, because <laughs> obviously shows up in Creed a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know him. <laughs> and you find that he has a big fight upcoming. Um, so we kind of flash to Apollo's you know, the promoter's office at this point, and you find out that the person he's supposed to fight has been injured. So they go through the list of all the other potential people that they could fight, and all of them are either, you know, have other fights or can't fight or not in shape to fight. Basically, there's nobody that's worth fighting that is available to fight. So Apollo decides, hey, let's do a little, you know, underdog tale, and we'll let one of the local fighters fight me for the heavyweight championship. It'll be a, it will be a good show match. Wonder where this is going. He picks the Italian <laughs> stallion, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Thank you, honey. You're welcome. That's beautiful. So at this point too, you get more, po- more Polly and Rocky. Great. That's all. That's what I ordered. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Polly is asking Rocky to get him a job doing the kind of, I guess just trying to force people to give money back to Rocky's boss, which it does not look like Polly would be good at. Polly's clearly not a fighter, and Rocky doesn't want to say that to him at any point, but it's clear that Rocky's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Polly also, like, owns his own business. Like, he owns, like, a meat business. Like, fucking mind your business. Like, you got a job. <laughs> yeah. And... At this point, too, Rocky's also very excited about a date with Adrian. <laughs> and we were a little confused at this point. So we're like, oh, wait, did did she say yes to him at the... I don't remember her saying yes. And then we find out, Rocky's like, hey, Polly, you're sure that Adrian said yes, right? And Polly was like, yeah, yeah, she said yes. She's super excited to go on a date with you. She's <laughs> like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> it clicks then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also, like, was talking about it with just other people in the neighborhood, I guess, including his other bosses that he does, like, the, I don't know, gruff work for. And this also did not age well. They say the R word quite frequently when talking about Adrian, which, honestly, that's something that is still a problem in a lot of media, but it did bother me. It did, and I had to say something. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and. Rocky gets offended and almost punches him. Yeah. Good job, Rocky, I guess. Almost. (laughs) So you get to the house. Unsurprisingly, Adrian was not aware that she had a date with Rocky today (laughs) and does not seem super interested in the prospect. Polly wants to basically get her out of the house and gives her the whole spiel of like, oh, well, you should get out of here, you know, you know, get get out of here. <laughs> that was that was the spiel. Mm-hmm. She says she has a turkey in the oven. It's Thanksgiving, by the way. She's yeah, making a Thanksgiving a dinner. He sets up a date with her on Thanksgiving. What a horrible person. Yeah. So she basically is like, I have a turkey in the oven. I can't just leave. So he takes her turkey out of the oven and throws it out and then takes... It, all except for like one leg. little like leg, which he starts eating, even though it was already established this was not a cooked turkey yet. Yeah, what a nasty bitch. Yeah, so she gets obviously very upset, goes to her room. Rocky tries to talk to her through the door. It's very awkward. He clearly doesn't want to be doing it. Polly kind of told him to do it. And then finally Adrian's like, all right, let's go out because, I mean, that's better than being here with my asshole brother, basically. Yeah. 
the whole thing was honestly genuinely very upsetting to me to like she's cooking him a nice dinner and he literally throws it out of the door because he doesn't want her there and just says like really horrible things to her too um about how he doesn't want her there and she needs to get out of the house and he's genuinely a terrible person like yeah and it is also worth mentioning that i feel like it's while it's never explicitly stated it is pretty established that he's an alcoholic there's no scenes in this movie where he is not drinking liquor straight out of a bottle and Rocky never says anything. Yeah, no one, no one well, ever mentions is, it. Oh, no, and, and in this scene, he never says anything. Like, Polly, oh, why the yeah. fuck did you just throw the dinner she was making you at the door? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Polly gets away with a lot of shit. <clears throat> yeah. So they go out on a date. Rocky convinces a, a guy who works at a, an ice rink to open the ice for them for a little bit. It's already closed, but he pays them $10 for 10 minutes which the man obnoxiously counts down every minute. <laughs> it could have been more comedic, but the whole scene was just very awkward. Oh, yeah, because, again, Rocky's just kind of talking. Yeah, I, it can be seen as, like, a very nervous habit, I guess, and he's not really sure what to do. So, like, I could kind of see it. Yeah, um, and he definitely does the talking exclusively about himself thing like we learn a lot about yeah. fighting which adrian doesn't seem super interested in we want to learn a lot about rocky and his fighting history and all mm-hmm. that and never asked her any questions about oh, herself no. <laughs> uh, we also kind of get a little line here that nobody wants to fight rocky because he's a southpaw which apparently means he's left-handed yeah he had a very long explanation about it and then at some point i was like oh it means he's left-handed it took me like forever to realize what the fuck he was talking about yeah you learn a lot about the history of the term southpaw here too in case you're interested in that yeah thank you definitely wanted that so then they walk back to rocky's place for the (laughs) the most uncomfortable scene uh in the movie by far yeah it's up there with yeah So he goes, he, first of all, walks back to his place, opens the door, and is like, hey, you should come on in. And she's like, nah, come on, come on in. (laughs) Nah, I'm good. Come on. (laughs) It's it's like a a fairly long scene where he coerces her into the apartment and then has to coerce everything else that happens in the apartment. Yeah. Um, She's clearly uncomfortable the entire time. She does not want to be there. And he just, like, takes off his sweater, and then when she tries to leave, slams the door closed so she can't, which is one of the worst things that's in movies all the time, and then corners her with his arms, which this is, this was not an uncommon, quote, romantic scene in those times. And I was reminded very strongly of Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. That's how Han and Leia get together, (laughs) and it's supposed to be romantic but if you rewatch it and really look at it with critical eye it's skeevy and blade runner also came to mind and blade runner is substantially worse it's a harrison ford special <clears throat> yeah right he it's sexual assault 100 percent in blade runner it's atrocious but it's play like romantic music swells in the background and that's what's happening here it's this idea that women really want you they're just very shy and um you know it, once you once you put your mouth on them, they'll melt and everything will be fine. Yeah. And it literally is what he did in this mm-hmm. one. He took off her glasses, which was already, which was weird. 
You just kind of took the glasses off her face after cornering her. And anyone who's ever worn glasses knows, don't fucking take my glasses off. Like, it is the most unpleasant thing when someone reaches out and snatches your glasses off your face. Yeah. So if she didn't feel helpless enough being locked yeah. into the apartment, <laughs> yeah. now she also can't see. Now she can't fucking see. Uh, then takes her hat off. And then he explains, and I feel like this was, this was supposed to be kind of a, maybe like a, this was their version of consent back then, where he was like, I'm going to kiss you now, and you don't have to kiss me back. Yeah. Good job, Rocky. Really setting those boundaries. Yeah. And he does. He kisses her, and she doesn't kiss him back. So he kisses her a little bit more. And then finally, they end mm -hmm. up kissing each other. And then she's like, oh, this is great. Give me your dick. He also had my favorite line after he took off her glasses and hat. And he tells her, I knew you were beautiful. <laughs> like, wow, Rocky, what the fuck? It was a very she's all that moment. <laughs> oh, it was so fucked up. Yeah. So this this whole scene was basically just a laundry list of things to never do ever. Yeah. And I it's it's very dated. I don't think we see this in movies quite so much anymore. And if it is, like, it's shown as being wrong. But in case you weren't sure, please don't do this to women you go on dates with. Or anyone you go on dates with. Um, not cool. Yeah. So, after that... To that problematic bit. They're dating now. Yeah, they're <laughs> clearly in love. Uh, Rocky goes back to the gym and finds out that Apollo Creed is interested in being his sparring partner. And this is the point where Mickey kind of is like, Hey, right. you know why I don't like you? <laughs> You've got potential, but... You work as like a loan shark, it's like a henchman. Like you could do yeah. better. That's no life. He, you, he, you could have been a contender, him. <laughs> you could have been a contender. <laughs> so we get some more scenes of Rocky and Polly and Adrian together, and it becomes clear why Adrian's like even interested in dating Rocky because anything is just a vast improvement over spending any time with Polly. Yeah, and I mean they never say anything, but that's. Adrian's probably so shy and meek and afraid because of her abusive brother. And it's just all very terrible. I also did want to mention, because I wrote this down, so clearly it was very important. Good, good. So when Rocky goes, because he does go to the guy's office, um, the guy who offers him the fight with Apollo. And I just thought that that guy legit looked like a Toontown villain. It really just, does. I could not stop thinking about Toontown because <laughs> he just looks like such a villain in Toontown. Anyway, that was one of my really important notes. Which cog would he be? I haven't played Toontown. I've only seen you play mm. Toontown. Hmm. Go ahead. You're a pro, babe. I'm like, I'm a, you know what? I'm just going to go with a, a straight flunky. Sure. I think. Yeah, he was definitely a flunky. Not a bunky or a clunky. Are those? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so... Mickey, the owner of the gym that Rocky trained at, then goes to Rocky's apartment to try and convince Rocky to let him be his manager. It's a very weird roundabout way that he does this. He tells him all about his own fighting history, which Rocky's clearly not interested in. You kind of get the feeling that Rocky knows immediately why Mickey is there mm. and is just tuning him out the entire time. Finally, Mickey gets around to being like, you should let me be your manager. And Rocky's like, nah, I'm good. You could have helped me a while ago, but you didn't. And then he goes into the bathroom until Mickey leaves. Mickey leaves, and then Rocky comes out and kind of has a bit of a temper tantrum. Yeah, he had a real bitch fit. Yeah, he just kind of yells a bit. Why? I've been here. Why didn't you? I could have been. And then... And I honestly, I cannot understand a fucking word Sylvester Stallone says when he's yelling. I'm only getting a small percentage when he's talking normally. 
So yelling, I didn't get anything. I really felt like they were just trying to fill the wrong time in with this whole scene. I spaced out completely during the conversation with the old man. I was, I, at some point, I was like, wow, I really like Rocky's sweater. And then I, I had no idea what the old man was talking about at any fucking point. And then we got to the bit where he's like, oh, I want to be your manager. And I was like, oh, that's why this, like, 15-minute long scene is happening. <laughs> it reminded me of the first time I ever got really high and watched, like, a short episode of, like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And it felt like I'd been watching it for 45 minutes. And that's how this scene felt to me. I was like, how long have I been watching this fucking scene? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> The entire time he's having this fit, by the way, Mickey can like Mickey's left the apartment, but you can still hear him in the hallway and he just kind of stops and listens. And finally, he's like, all right, I guess I'll just keep leaving. Mm -hmm. So he leaves the apartment. You you see him out of the apartment. You can still hear Rocky (laughs) from the street below. And I never like I couldn't get anything from this old guy. Like, I didn't know if he was like upset or, like, angry, or apologetic, or thought it was funny that Rocky was yelling. He just had this completely blank face. It was the most Bella Swan look on his face the whole time. I got nothing out of this. Yeah, it was it was an emotionless <clears throat> scene from very totally. one-sided emotion. Yeah. So, eventually, he stops having a tantrum, and about five seconds after that, runs down the stairs... And you see him shaking Mickey's hand as in like, okay, he's agreed to let him be his manager now, I guess. Yeah, but we don't get that conversation. We have to hear Rocky just incoherently yell stuff I couldn't understand. But when he decides to take, what's his name, Mickey? I keep calling him the old man and that's horrible. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I, I didn't understand the point of it. I didn't get anything out of it. I never... I, uh, like they, he, he could have agreed to have Mickey be his manager in a more satisfying way yeah it didn't make any sense to me yeah no it again there's probably a better way this could have been done yeah they did it in creed (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then we see rocky drink five eggs yeah i really i think i knew that was coming too because like this whole all of the montage stuff has been so mocked in rocky at this point but i i I didn't know we were going to watch him crack all the eggs in the cup. Again, really trying to fill that runtime. Yeah, it was a slow process. I legit did not watch when he drank all the chicken embryos because I just didn't need to see the yolk dribbling down his chin. Well, the one time I peeked, that's what I saw, and I was like, I'm done. I did. Yeah, I'm never going to be able to eat eggs again, which is not true. I'm going to eat eggs probably tomorrow. But (sighs) Yeah, so at this point, Polly takes rocky to the meat freezer again tries to get rocky to put in a good word for him with his boss i think was this more about i think at this point it was announced that rocky was gonna fight creed right i think no this was a different one i think okay i don't know look rocky and polly had so many needless confrontations that did not end in any satisfying way ever that i keep confusing them yeah they they just yeah every interaction they had just ended with it like, man, this guy's a scumbag. And then the next scene, they're friends again somehow. Yeah, it's very I, weird. Oh, God. So he takes him to the freezer, asks, like, hey, put in a good word with me. I want to get out of this fucking freezer. It's cold in here. And then Rocky's like, uh. <laughs> At this point, Polly also asks Rocky, hey, are you balling my sister? Yeah, I didn't know it was, was phrased that way. And also, why do you want to know? Yeah, it was. And, and Rocky's like, hey, that's a weird <laughs> thing to ask. How about <laughs> No. <laughs> At some point, Polly gets mad and punches a side of meat. And then Rocky's like, Hmm. Good idea, sir. I, too, could punch a slab of meat. And he does. I did not know how upsetting it was going to be to watch him punch the meat. Just like the egg thing. 
I knew that was coming. I knew he punched meat. <laughs> I knew he beat meat. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this is really gross. You forget how bloody and gross. his knuckles yeah. get by punching this bloody meat. I feel like that's it's underplayed or under-remembered, I guess. Yeah, yeah, real nasty. So Mickey starts training Rocky. Tells him to avoid Adrian because dames is trouble when you's training and, yeah. and other women stuff like that. Women weaken legs or something yeah, like that. Women, women weaken legs. I think they <laughs> reference that in Creed a bit, which is pretty funny, but they do it in a better way because it was better. Yeah, it was, it was weird. And later on, Rocky and Adrian are kind of watching TV and they're talking about Polly. And then Polly walks in and overhears Rocky saying like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to put in a good word for him with my boss like he'd be real bad at the job basically <laughs> polly gets real upset about this pulls out a baseball bat starts smashing shit and threatening rocky and adrian tells him to get out of his house even though he, he splits paying for the house with adrian and uh yeah then says more mean stuff about his sister and about rocky and adrian's like hey rocky you looking for a roommate he's like yep and then they move in together. Yeah. That should have been the point where they fully caught off ties with Polly forever, but unfortunately it's not. Yeah. Nope. It is instead where the training montage is. Woo! I knew about this. Da -da -da. So he goes through the training montage. <laughs> he gets trained real good. Yeah. He's trained so good. He runs out those stairs great. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Full of confidence. Yeah. And then he immediately goes to Adrian and is like, I can't win. <laughs> it was it was a it was not the, the ending to the training montage that I remember. It's no, pretty funny. Uh so then it's the day of the big fight. Rocky's there in his oversized robe which he has allowed Polly to put a big advertisement for his meat company on I the back. I hated it so much. I just so hated this to see that. He's like, oh, it's a, it's a favor for a friend when someone asked him about it. I was like, your friend? Who you just threatened you with a baseball bat. Yeah, and who called your girlfriend slash his sister, I think, ruined. I, he says something about He's her like, not being a virgin. Broken. Yeah, you're broken. You're not a virgin anymore. Excuse me? Yeah, it was real fucked up. And then Apollo Creed comes out dressed as George Washington, looking fly as fuck. Yeah, he looked great. Gets into the ring, takes off the George Washington costume, and bam, he's got a costume change. <laughs> now he's <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. It is quite the production. I was surprised that this was like, aside from the opening kind of montage, this is the first boxing match we get. I think because Creed managed to work in more fights. Yeah, like training fights and like, you know, some build-up fights as he's like, you know, becoming a better boxer. He fights a lot of people. Yeah, he has to work up to that big fight, you know. I don't know. It was just, yeah. I, I wasn't, ex I was expecting more boxing. <laughs> yeah, there was not as much boxing as you would expect in a boxing movie for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, so the fight begins. Again, Rocky decides to just not block any shots. Uh, he decides to eat them all with his face. No, I think he was dodging at first. Uh, so that was is it just... that is another thing. The the choreography in this was such that the the shots were never anywhere close to landing. Uh, it looks like he's dodging, but they put the sound effect in like he has just been punched. I so, didn't think, I didn't hear that. Oh, I heard it a lot. Oh, okay, and I'm honestly not sure. 
<clears throat> yeah, I just I don't know. But he he took a lot of shots to the face. You get a lot of overhead shots in this one, which if you if you don't plan on having your shots connect, you cannot do overhead <laughs> shots for fights. That's not going to work. Yeah, you can't trick the angles. Yeah. Uh, so that there's several awkward points where you get those overhead shots where you're like, all right, well, they are really nowhere close to each other <laughs> on this. All right. Yeah, John used to um, choreograph fights for the Ren Fair for a while back in the day. So he does nitpick fight scenes, I think, more than any other aspect of films. <laughs> that's not a bad thing <laughs> so at this point they're going back and forth Rocky gets hit a bunch and then winds up and gives one good shot to Apollo Apollo gets knocked on his ass and everyone's <laughs> real surprised and they end up going a lot more equal in this fight than I think anyone was expecting they end up fighting to 15 rounds which at some point we, we see them holding up the number of the rounds and I think by the time they got to 7 uh, we were like, how many rounds are in <laughs> boxing? Uh, which we looked up, and what did, what did it end up being, 12? I think it said it's generally 12, and then it said in the early 20th century, it was common to just go until someone was knocked out or, I guess, threw in the towel. I don't know what the term is for boxing. Yeah, it is that. Oh, um, yeah. So we see the sign for 13 and at this point, we're like, all right, we're so like... maybe they're just going until someone gets knocked out. And then at the end of the 15th, they just end it. Yeah, they really expected you to have previous knowledge of boxing to kind of understand the end of this fight. Because it's, it's, I mean, it's easy to follow two guys hitting each other and kind of seeing who has the upper hand. But when they rang the bell for round 15, I was like very confused when everyone started pouring. Our cat just knocked a bunch of shit up. Ah from upstairs apparently we'll see what that was later but um anyway a bunch of people just start pouring into the ring we don't know who won i was just confused i was like is this the last round that it didn't make any sense to me who has not watched boxing yeah and we get a little bit like oh it's a split decision winner is apollo creed yeah and then the movie basically ended after adrian yeah you get the adrian yell yeah. And then Adrian runs in and says that she loves him. I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Was that how we said it? That was beautiful. Thank you. You're beautiful. And then it's a freeze frame ending, mm -hmm. but not like a good one. One other comparison I'd have with Creed is that I felt like Creed was much more welcoming for people who didn't know anything about boxing. They found a way to explain it better without kind of talking down to you, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's when you think about like, oh, is this a movie for people who know about and enjoy watching boxing or is this a movie for people who don't know about and enjoy boxing and and it seems like it's kind of split because if you really enjoy boxing one you would probably be critiquing the their <laughs> their form as they're fighting and two you'd probably want to see more boxing mm. <clears throat> whereas if it's a movie for people that don't know a lot and enjoy watching boxing you'd think they would explain a little bit more about the intricacies of boxing um, so it was kind of like they failed both crowds. And I don't want to say they failed both crowds <clears throat> yeah, because obviously clearly, this is an Oscar winner, isn't it? Yeah, obviously yeah. they didn't <laughs> fail. Um, we are also they looking at it. failed me. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at it from the perspective of our time and our generation now and how movies were introduced. So I actually was going to try to talk about what do you think, I guess, why did this succeed the way it did? <laughs> I think part of it is that it was very different for the time. 
And I think Rocky losing the fight was a really big deal. And maybe Spoiler. And maybe you just already said that. <laughs> and maybe part of the reason that audiences enjoyed that. Because you feel, I guess you feel a sense of success for Rocky still. But um, you were caught off guard by him losing. But still was like proud of him, I guess. Yeah, it was a very like cool runnings type vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it it wasn't winning that was important. It was proving that you deserve to be there. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think this holds up? We already talked about the scenes that were really problematic, but Yeah, I think just as just as a movie, like, yeah, it holds up. I think the I think it suffers from a lot of the same things that kind of like yeah, I don't know, the the first you know, the sword fight scene between, mm. you know, Darth Vader and, and Obi-Wan <laughs> when you get to the newer ones and you start seeing, like, flashier choreography and you go back and watch, you're like, well, this isn't maybe as good as I remember. And, you know, it's not that it's it's not that it's not good anymore. Um, it's just that the it kind of paved the way for a lot of improvements to be made. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I don't know if this holds up, to be honest. And I'd actually be really interested to see like a younger generation watching it for the first time and and their thoughts and opinions on it. Because while this movie was before our time, even as millennials, um, definitely before our time, we did still grow up with like a lot of the same kind of problematic aspects and sh- learn to shrug them off. And I feel like the generations after that are less tolerant because they're. Uh, you know they're not growing up with those elements in their movies which is great and i don't know i guess i would wonder not that there are any like not that there aren't any young adults who watch old movies i'm sure there are plenty but i would be very interested in like a young adult kind of just watching this movie and how they feel about it i guess do you did you like the movie and have you liked it in the past like how do you feel you probably watched it a while ago i'm assuming yeah it was a long time ago and i remember even at the time i remember thinking like I was I was probably a kid actually when I saw the first one and I knew nothing about boxing and I still remember thinking to myself why isn't he blocking any of those <laughs> why isn't he trying to get out of the way of any of those hits but I I mean obviously as a kid I don't think I noticed any of the more kind of problematic elements of it and also because a lot of those were like relationship elements yeah i probably didn't care about them at all as a kid anyway like i was probably just interested in the fighting parts (laughs) yeah i mean i probably don't like it as much as i liked it when i was a kid for sure Mm. and it's not that i didn't enjoy watching it but yeah the the parts that didn't age well just like they really didn't age well so it was uncomfortable at several points (laughs) yeah i was yelling a few times as i do um i think it's fine that you could enjoy things that are dated and problematic i but it's also good to point them out. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy this. I didn't hate it, but I had a hard time not comparing it to Creed. And to me, Creed, um, it was so much easier to root for Creed. And I mean, part of it could be that he's played by Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) But I also found his, because the romance in Rocky is kind of very important. Um, his relationship with Adrian is a pretty big deal. And they do the same in Creed. They give him a romantic interest, played by Tessa Thompson, who, you know, <laughs> you're not competing with Tessa Thompson as far as rooting for someone. <laughs> and their, But their courtship and their relationship is so much easier to connect with. It's so much more romantic and sweet. And I, I didn't feel an emotional connection to 
anyone in this movie was my problem. Whereas with Creed, I very much was rooting for him and for Tessa Thompson's character. Uh, Bianca, I think her name was. I haven't seen it in a while. I'd like to rewatch it. Now that's how I'm feeling that now. I'm like, I really want to rewatch Creed now. <laughs> and I found Rocky more likable in Creed. Yeah, and I think Rocky actually probably gets more likable as movies progress too yeah. because the, I mean, they, they also are being made as time progressed. So I think yeah. their, their sensibilities are also evolving as, yeah. as newer movies get made. So yeah, by the time you get to something like Creed, like they, they are aging, you know, with, with the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess like taking out the problematic elements, I still didn't feel connected to Rocky, but it could be because I was just so turned off by all of that, that I couldn't, but so it's hard for me to say. Yeah, because, I mean, the problematic elements were most of the relationship stuff. Yeah. And outside of the relationship stuff, what is left is, like, the fighting stuff, which already isn't your favorite type of thing. So I can, I feel like there's, there's not as much in this movie for you at no. all if you take those out. So Yeah. All right. I think that's a... Did you have anything else to add besides your musical talents that I'm sure you'll end us out with? I'll, I'll play you out with some quality <laughs> recorder. Great. Very excited. That's enough. I, I've, pro- I've, I've proved that I can do the whole thing flawlessly. That'll do. Well, thank you so much for listening to a series of unfortunate sequels. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, I talk about books and drink wine and or coffee. Uh, and that's the Tea Hags. Or Tea Hags? God, I don't even know my own fucking YouTube channel. I'm also on Twitter at Hag underscore Rebecca. And until next time, watch the best... And save the rest for us. Toodly dumpkins. <laughs> Why? <laughs>